1: Dude, man, what's going on? Yo, Slick. Slick? Yeah, Slick. Why am I Slick? What, well, you think you're Slick? <laughs> no, I'm cool, because I work at Guitar Center. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, man. Okay, dude. John and I just got back What's from in a- the case, dude? Gotta open the case, dude. That's it's just right. my job, there dude. There may be... You, you may be bringing in a guitar to leave here, so we wouldn't want you to do that. Hey,
0: man, open that case.
1: I bought a, a, a new uh, case for one of my guitars. The original case from the, the factory is, you know, 25 years old, and it's a little worn. The latches are broken. So basically, you run the risk of picking it up and having the thing fall out of the case, and I can't do that, so I bought a new case. Case open, guitar all over the place. Yeah, we don't want that. So I bought, like, a replacement case, and uh, I bought it from a store in Pennsylvania where a friend of mine gave me a ripping deal, and he mailed it to me, and... Um, it had a bad latch. It had a broken latch, and it happens to be the one that was the locking latch, so I just swapped it out at one of the guitar centers here in Syracuse, and every word they said was what? Man. Man. Hey, man. How's it going, man? What's up, man? Gotta open that case, man. And if if, if Hockey Chris is out there listening, you know, our friend who introduced us to that great bass guitarist. Yep. Uh, what was his name? Seth Horan. Seth Horan, yeah. If you're listening, there was a dude there. Chris, who looked just like you. In fact, I thought it was you. And I went, Chris! And he went, No, my name's Michael. Oh, sorry. It was his doppelganger. So we missed last week. It was the uh, the big holiday weekend. No big yeah. deal. We hope everybody had a nice long weekend like we did and uh, enjoyed it as much as we did. It was yeah, a beautiful had... weekend. The weather was fantabulous here. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, I took the family out to an amusement park and I got a little sunburn, as you can see right here. I got sunburn on the largest organ in my body. That's right. My nose is proboscis. <laughs> it's prehensile. <laughs> You know what? I got sunburned, and I found out one thing at the amusement park. What What was that? I still really dig roller coasters.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I got the heights thing, which you're aware of, so going up that first... You got a lot of fears. I, I only have one, and it's heights. And Your you know, shoes. That, that He's first, afraid of his own shoes. That first climb up the big hill to go down the big first, you know, hill... Drop drop is is scary for me i i i fell off a two-story roof about 20 years ago more than that actually it was probably 1983 so that's what happened and i have been afraid of heights ever since i get wicked vertigo I'm lucky. I didn't injure anything, not badly. But I was on a ladder at the edge of a second-story roof doing some roofing, and it was an old wooden ladder, and one of the rungs broke, and whoosh, I just slipped right between the stringers, straight down onto a pile of old nails and shingles that we had just torn off the roof, and I, I, I pulled a muscle on the way down, but I didn't uh, I didn't get like a broken bone or stabbed by any old rusty nails. You or weren't anything. impaled? No, I wasn't. So, well,
0: that's you, would my probably, thing. you would probably you uh, would probably then be okay with the new roller coaster they have there. It's called the Moto Coaster. It was uh, licensed by Orange County Choppers, oh no less. Imagine that. it's the moto coaster, and it doesn't go up a hill and drop you. It launches you from the, the ground floor, so to speak. You're, you're on like you're not sitting. You're you're on like a motorcycle. You're strapped into this motorcycle thing, and you're launched with like a magnetic rail.
1: Yeah, I've seen some coasters that do. Yeah, that, and, and then you shoots, go up.
0: You go up, and then you come down. Well, it, this one doesn't shoot you up high, and then you come down. It just shoots you up this bank turn, and you do all these wild twists. and It's a really small coaster, but very high Gs. And Yeah, uh, I could do that.
1: That sounds like fun.
0: That one was probably one of the worst ones there, I mean, in terms of sheer terror.
1: Well, G-Force I can do. I love that, but it's the heights I don't like. But Yeah, I like the heights. Yeah, not me. So I wanted to jump right in. This is going to be a long show if we don't. I want to just jump right in. It's, a, it's a, something we both have a little bit of passion about, baseball. Instant replay. Oh, that's right. Okay.
0: This isn't an official debate because I still don't know where you stand on the issue.
1: I'm, I'm ready. I say we fire every freaking umpire in the world and bring in every oh, really? device you can do. For me, it's about getting the call right. That's it. It's about getting the call right. And here's (laughs) John's like sitting here with his arms up, like, shocked.
0: I am am shocked and stunned because I thought you would have you would have been more of a traditionalist. I'm a traditionalist. Let's get rid of the D.H.
1: I'm a, a conservative on everything in baseball, except I don't like mistakes. And in my own life, errors drive me crazy, regardless of who makes them. It's about getting the call right. It's not about the umpires' union. your collars out of out of whack. It's <laughs> thank you. yeah, okay. going to drive him crazy. No, I can't even see myself. You're my mirror, I guess. So, okay, here's here's my position on this, and it really came to a head in a Yankees Mets game that week. Th- the umpires blew three home run calls. Um, they blew one in the Mets. The Mets crushed the Yankees. So the, even though Delgado didn't, credit, that. The, the Delgado didn't get credit for hitting the home run, the Mets still won like 11-3 to three or something. So it didn't affect the game. That was a ridiculous call, I have it, to admit. It didn't affect the game. But later on in that week, the umpires blew two more home run calls. I don't remember the teams or, or the days or whatever, but three home run calls got missed. So here is my position. I'm ready. Here is my position on the, uh, the instant replay. Use it for every close play in a game. And let's face it, there aren't that many. I don't buy the argument that it's gonna slow the game down and all this crap because it's not. There's probably only one contestable play per game. And if it's at first place, if it's at home plate, I don't care what it is. Let's get it right. And if the, if, if the instant replay doesn't reveal the truth because the, somebody's blocking the thing. You go with the umpire's first call at that point. I'm fine with that. And I'm also okay with using that new technology to call balls and strikes. I'm t- What do they call that? Something I or... I, I. There was one introduced into baseball a few years ago and it didn't work. It's Optus something. I can't remember what it's called. That one sucks. If it's the one that baseball tried a few years ago, it didn't work. But the guy who invented the one for tennis... To make those calls on the lines, he says he can adapt his, and that one is right all the time. He says he can adapt that to the baseball strike zone tomorrow and make it happen. I'm okay with that. We're still going to need a, an ump at home plate because there's no way to automate, you know, tag calls and things like that. But again, if it's a close play, I'm ready for the instant replay because for me, I mean, let's face it, there are millions of dollars on the line in every game because you've got salaries, you've got, you know, the Mets lost their division last year by one game. And I guarantee you, if you went through 162 games last year, there was a blown call that cost the Mets one game last year. So for me So it's all about the Mets to you. No, it's all about getting the call right. That's all it's about. Umpires aren't gonna get fired. You're still gonna need them out there, you're gonna need them to confer when you do the one instant replay that right. you're gonna have to do per game. All right, let's
0: let's back up here because you started this whole thing out with let's get rid of all the umpires, no, let's we, put we them don't, in no. ovens. We don't <laughs> I mean, we don't. You're gonna, we're gonna need have umpires. a holocaust of umpires. You're
1: gonna need umpires at every base. But on, on uh a bang bang play at first base, that matters. That guy may or may not come in to score later on in the inning. On a steal at second base, whatever. Home plate calls, huge. Guess what? You cross home and you're safe, it counts. It's a run. That's a huge thing. Home runs in the outfield, foul balls on the line, those things all matter. You well, know?
0: okay, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on one point. I don't think it's going to slow the game down because the games are already three friggin' hours long anyway. It, but it's so. not
1: going to slow the game down anyway. Well,
0: But here's the Even thing. Even if the
1: game was two hours long, it's not going to slow the game down.
0: NFL has been using it for a while. The NFL have, has been using instant replay for, for quite some time. But when they first started, they got rid of it, didn't they? No, they didn't. When they first started, it used to be all they have to do is you know cry foul, and they go to the instant replay as many times as they want. So I'm they, okay with that wait, too. So they backed off of that, and they said, let's make it a a. a you get two a, per
1: game or something. No, it, the way two that it works quarter.
0: is you get the the coach now gets the essentially like a flag. He can throw the flag, contest a call. Wait a minute. Wait.
1: I don't even see how football matters here. It doesn't no, matter. what I'm saying let's talk is about baseball because there are no analogues between football it's a completely different game. Let the me way finish it's played on fucking the field. Thought. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter. Let's talk about baseball.
0: Let's talk about reality and we're talking about baseball. What I'm talking about is I think that the same kind of system, you know, give and take, might work. If the if the manager says I can test that call, but there's a penalty if they abuse the system, because if the call goes against them, they lose a timeout.
1: But no, who cares? There's only one close play per game in baseball anyway. It's not going to slow no, anything down. I wouldn't down. say one, two. There's not that many 2. calls. 7, there was a, there was a play at the plate uh, in the first game against the Dodgers uh, Friday night where, you know, it was a bang bang play at the plate and nobody contested it. You know why? Cuz when the runner uh got in to to see Tori in the dugout, Tori said, "Were you out?" and the guy said, "Yeah," because Schneider blocked the plate brilliantly and he didn't even get near the plate and Schneider, he beat the ball to the plate, but he didn't touch the plate.
0: You know what my argument against it is? The biggest argument is?
1: I want to hear it because, you know, no the world's not going to come to an end. Nobody's going to explode. Nobody gets cancer if we use the instant replay. What's your argument?
0: Nobody's going to. The world's not going to come to an end. Nobody's going to, to die and nobody's going to get cancer if baseball was stricken from the planet. For, Fine. Let's, let's just, let's say just that. get rid of baseball then. But my argument against you know what? it is cricket that opens up it the door for the game, cricket. It, it makes the game more interesting. What else do we have to argue about the next day after the game if if there aren't some of these close calls where people can say I thought it was this and you thought it was
1: that? <sighs> Who cares? Let's get it right. The instant replay usually reveals the truth. Aren't you about the truth? Let's get the let's get the truth. Come I, on, I, well, people's there's an careers, art to it. There's people's careers are decided by oh, these. You things. know. Their, their one salary close next call, year. One
0: close call, the guy is not going to be, well, you know, you, the call went against you, so you're fired. We're going to cut a million dollars off your salary. It's not like that.
1: Well, oh, what about, what about, nobody's been a 50 50 player yet, right? 50 stolen bases, 50 home runs in a season. What about the last day of the season? The guy steals his 50th base. Every replay in the world shows he's safe, but the ump calls him out. I mean, that could affect his salary next season. He would he's the first guy to ever do 50-50. He can use that. Whatever. And I'm not I'm not arguing in favor of players making more money here. I'm just saying baseball has become a huge thing with a lot of money on the line and as long as there's all this money on the line, who gets to go to the playoffs, who gets television royalties, who can afford to pay, you know, go to the World Series, you get these bonuses. I don't, well, let's get I, it right. Let's get I do it right. Not.
0: If you're saying that there's only one close call per game, and if there's, if there's, look at. I've been watching minute, baseball
1: wait. thirty years, and there's just not that many close calls per game.
0: If there's one close call per game, I'll I'll go with that for now. Seriously, one. one close, uh, how many close calls? Wait a minute. Let me let me put this out here. There's one close call per game. How many guys are on the team? Nine guys on the on the, the roster. Okay.
1: Well, there's twenty five guys on the well, okay. roster. There's nine, there's nine, nine guys, guys in the lineup. On the card. Right. The lineup nine guys card. in the
0: lineup. Okay. How many call? How many close calls are going to go against a guy per game? Whatever. Wait, wait. Roughly one night. Again,
1: my argument Just Wait a minute. My
0: argument isn't that you do not want to hear any other counter argument. Listen, it's you're saying my argument none. is correct. Close there, my ears. It's la, because
1: la, because it's about the la, truth. La, la, how can you wait, be wait, arguing? Wait, I put my
0: headphones down. This is useless. How
1: can you be arguing about getting the call right? You're, you're not even hearing what I'm arguing one. about. It doesn't matter. The truth is all that matters. You are speaking lies. <laughs>
0: what I'm saying is. Do you really think, do you honestly think that someone's going to go into negotiations and arbitration, they're going to say, you know what, your betting average or your on-base percentage was 389 but we would give
1: you a million dollars more me. if it was 3.899 that's not my argument, my argument is the truth but what I'm saying is there are game situations that are going to that could potentially that's, that's affect that's a more
0: listenable argument than, than that's the, my someone, argument. someone's, someone's
1: but average or someone's statistics the reality, are going more money the reality is that there are lots of dollars on the line in baseball, it's a business and you would think the owners would want to get it right because their money is on the line and again I guarantee you, you could Go through one of those 162 games that the Mets played last year and find a blown call that could easily have swayed a game in the Mets' favor, and then the Mets are in the playoffs. Well, even though Joe Torre no longer
0: the manager of the Yankees and he's the manager of the team that usually beats the Mets, what I'm what I'm no. what I'm thinking is
1: I the believe Mets are kind of the, the, the love child of the Dodgers. Though I believe, I believe this is what I believe. are I... Martin Luther King.
0: I believe that Joe Torre's got it right. For every call that goes against you, you get another one. It all evens out.
1: Let's just get them all right. It doesn't matter. It's more fun. No, th- there's no fun at all when the call is wrong. Well, that's because you're a wanker. <laughs> I, I will admit to being a wanker. Well, then, okay. You can just see the logic. you can just see the logic of getting the call right, umpires are still going to be employed. They're still going to be mean for the mundane, boring calls and the you know infield fly rule calls and clipping and all those. Oh, wrong sport. And all that stuff. Well,
0: they, should, they should involve
1: clipping, hooking. That would <laughs> yeah. be good. I don't know. I, I Charging. It, and again, the Mets kicked the Yankees' ass in that series, so it doesn't matter. That home run call really didn't matter, but it matters to his stats. That's, that's, that's three now fewer RBIs. Now you're going RBIs. back to the stats
0: argument. That's
1: three fewer RBIs and one less home run. And let's face it, 98 RBIs doesn't look quite as good as 101 on your baseball card at the end of the year. People like to see that three-digit number if you're a power hitter. And again, maybe that isn't going to affect somebody's salary. But again, why not get it right? And that's all I have to say about it. I'm ready right now for instant replay anytime somebody wants it because i believe all managers would want to get the call right whether it's i don't care if it the guy's out as long as the call's right so do you think that they sh- they should now be wiring up everybody so that they've got no no wiring wait, wait. they, they should that
0: because if the ump can't see it and the cameras can't see then it then you go with what...
1: the umpire's first call well that's what they the rule. what
0: they need to do Rich's rule. is they need to have these guys wearing wire mesh gloves and and suits I, and they have to electrify to the field there. so that they, when there's a connection made at the base I they, don't think we're ready for that you know yet. then they have to crank up the, the the refresh rate so they have it exactly perfect <laughs> now,
1: that's fine you don't need to go that far lasers
0: have to be involved in baseball now
1: you don't need to go that far but I got to tell you. You. since i've been watching baseball in hd those close calls on the instant replays are that much clearer it's incredible it's it's just because then they zoom in then they have that extra resolution and they they have this and zoom the in super feature. slow-mo too yeah and and i gotta tell you every call is abundantly clear to me now you know so i'm all about getting it right well, it's they, not gonna slow the game down seven... and umpires are still gonna be employed done deal it's over but Put what rich's they... rule into effect tomorrow why don't they just put
0: rich's rule in effect and then at seventh inning stretch they actually do uh hangings on the field for the umps <laughs> that get the calls wrong
1: <laughs> i have never screamed kill the ump more than three times in one game <laughs> they know, can bleed them like, out back in like whatever. 1880 somebody yelled killed the ump and some guy did walk on the field with a revolver and kill an umpire it actually happened is that the only time that, the, that an umpire killed? i believe it has happened only once anyway that's my position and I'm a conservative on That's all things. That's my position and I will hear nothing else. Blah. I just don't see how anyone can argue against getting it right. There's no argument against the truth. There isn't. The truth Well, there's is... no argument that you'll listen to.
0: <laughs> there's That's no for sure. argument we against the truth. that.
1: <laughs> and I'm not saying my truth. I'm saying get the call right. <laughs> Again, if it goes against my team and it's right, fine. Done deal. You're right. You won't Well, it... hey, I see it all the time on Hey, I, mean, I don't the know replace. nothing about it. And hey, I'm Giuseppe Franco. Anyway, you want to play a tune where this That's one's going this one's going to mellow us out a little bit. Let's check it out. simon fox crafts beautiful melodies i really love his stuff he's uh no jimmy page <laughs> he's no lars ulrich or no, he's not a guitarist who's the guitarist in metallica there's those two guys um um the singer guitar player guy james and hetfield. hetfield and uh, i don't and, know the other yeah, guy he's no james hetfield, the other guy yeah simon fox definitely one of my favorite composers on the planet uh, crafts Lovely melodies, and that song was called Lake's Entrance, and it's from uh, it's from uh, that record. And we needed that song, because we needed to calm down. We needed to... We, uh, got,
0: we got Rich the wine,
1: he's drinking got, the wine. We got a little aromatherapy going on in the room right now, yeah, he's, and the, it's about the truth! The, the froth has come out of his mouth a little bit. You know, there's a show on SNY at 6 p.m. called Loudmouths, and it's not unlike this. It's two guys sitting across from one another on a table talking Spitting. about yeah, talking about sports, and I could see their exchange about the instant replay being just like ours. There's a guy named Chris Carlin and a guy named Adam Schein, and they're really good. They're really good hosts. And they know, they know sports and they know, they know New York sports in particular, but they just, they just, they froth at the mouth every once in a while. <laughs> They've got a thing called My Guy, My Goat, where, you know, if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if there was a player you really liked, you know, your guy was Alex Rodriguez this week and your goat never... was the guy who sucked, you know. And then they do the whang you know, they got all these sound <laughs> effects they do in the background. It's kind of like the med money guy. Yeah, yeah, that was easy. And oh. then they've got the uh, boomer bust. That's their other thing. And boom is yes, and bust is no. And you'll go, okay, you know, Carlos Delgado. It's time for the Mets to train him. boomer bust. And then they go, oh, that's a boom for me. We got to get rid of him. You know, they they have a cool show. It's a half hour. It's live, and that's they take good. live call-ins and they have voicemails and emails. And it's it's a good show. It's cool. It's kind of, again, it's kind of like what we do, except we're not live and we don't talk about sports all that much because <laughs> nobody and, cares. And we're not nearly as charismatic as Adam Schein and Chris Carlin.
0: You know, I, I, this is completely uh, off the, the topic that, that you were just uh, blabbing about, but uh, it's something that I wanted to mention because it happened recently and I don't want it to wait for another week. Right. Uh, someone died. I read about it this morning. Okay. Lorenzo Odone. I'm not sure I know who that is. You remember Lorenzo's oil? Oh, yeah. That's the Lorenzo... He died. He the movie th-
1: that you hated because of the accent, which I didn't mind. The little I didn't like
0: the accent. The story was great, but I didn't like I, the I accent. I love the story; it, it just yeah. distracted me. So this thirty years old, the he whole
1: died. oil thing that they refined from rapeseed oil, Ra- grape, yeah, uh, that didn't work for him. or It did. It, it, the thing is, he didn't die. What do you
0: got? B- Let me see that. What do you mean? What do I have?
1: Your, your paper. Let me. see I just paper. wrote it. It was just a note. Lorenzo oh,
0: okay. He uh, he he had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and or something similar to that, at least. And uh, it was degenerative. And his father and mother, with no scientific background, they figured out how to essentially treat the disease and stop it in its tracks. Yeah,
1: and Lorenzo's Oil is a movie you should see. It's, it's very good.
0: Yeah, just forgive the accent.
1: I don't have a problem with the accent, but I'm not a Dago, and I didn't grow up with a, a mother <laughs> right. who was born in Italy and a father who went to medical school there. So. <laughs> right but anyways I'm yeah. not qualified in other words but I am qualified to talk about the instant freaking replay well and, and the other thing
0: that took me out of it was not just the accent it was Nick Nolte doing the accent
1: I think he's a talented actor but okay. anyway well
0: he's, he's no uh, Gary Busey
1: <laughs> so well, you're but right what, what I wanted to say <laughs> they though they kind of look like each other a little bit Nolte's of. the more older grizzled Busey but.
0: right he takes a better mug shot um Lorenzo, he he didn't die from his disease. He lived to the age hmm. of thirty. Even I was going to ask what was his age. Even though they, it was actually like a couple of days after his thirtieth birthday. Wow. He um he he died because of a complication of uh, like his feeding tube or something, hmm. and he got pneumonia, got into his lungs, yeah. and then he died. But uh, his father said that he's going to they're going to uh, cremate him and mix the ashes with his mother, who also died. Oh. Uh, I didn't know that. She had died recently, and um, then he's going to sell his house in Virginia and move back to Italy. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, they did stop it in its tracks. Unfortunately, they didn't stop it before it essentially uh, turned Lorenzo into uh, someone who needed 24-7 care, who wasn't able to communicate and all of that. But it saved a lot of people, because if, if people have this disease and they find it, and they give the treatment, kids can live practically normal lives... Yeah. It's because the disease doesn't take away their, their well, motor we've, functions.
1: We've lost a bunch of people in the last couple of days, right? You and I were talking about it in the car. Right, Harvey right. Corman, great comedian from the Carol Burnett Show, and uh, Sidney Pollack, Sydney filmmaker, Pollock. and uh, Robert Mondavi died a couple of Fridays ago. Mondavi died? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yep, yep, he died. Um, so the next topic I wanted to go into, and again, we are you know we don't want to make the show incredibly long, but um, racism and politics, right? Uh, we've heard a lot about the oh, reverend... Oh, I misread that. I thought it said racism. It does, except without a K and a C, and it's a soft C. Okay. So the Reverend Wright, you know, everybody's making a big deal about this guy. And, you know, uh, look, I'm I'm a firm believer in the idea that everybody is a racist at heart, right? We all are. We all fear things that are different from us. The, the the difference is when somebody uses their intellect to overcome that and realize that people are just people and we have more things in common than we don't have in common. It doesn't matter what color your skin is and what kind of music you listen to and what your religion is. None of these things matter. You know, we're all human beings on the same planet. We all come from the same DNA. And so the, the thing that really got me ticked off in addition to instant replay was this woman I saw on CNN or something talking about how she couldn't vote for Obama because of Reverend Wright. Well, I didn't realize Reverend Wright was going to be his running mate or they were best friends. To me, and again, I could be wrong, but to me, what that's saying is, I'm not going to vote for him because he's black, but now I have a legitimate excuse not to vote for him because I can say I don't like Reverend Wright. But you know, it's 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 that other, I've spoken about this with other friends of mine. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it with you. It's like these people who say I'm not a racist, but right, and then there's always that ridiculous crap after the but, which says to me that always You're, happens. You're ridiculous crap after but, yeah, exactly, that's right. <laughs> That's why you got to use the TP and oh my god!
0: No, it, I I totally agree because one of the things that that I saw happen with this whole Reverend Wright thing and is it actually it happened recently with McCain? It's it's not about what he the person, had a, a preacher yeah. who had said some radical things as well. Yeah, I had a preacher say something to the effect that you know God brought Hitler into the world to 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 m- kill force, the Jews to kill yeah. the Jews to force them to form
1: Israel. I mean, twisted logic. So, but. And, and McCain... And the media finally covered that, and they certainly didn't cover it nearly as much... No, they didn't. ...as they covered Reverend Wright. And I gotta tell you something. Reverend Wright has no tact, but essentially what he's saying is there's institutional racism in America. Oh boy, well shocker there, huh? Well, and the, the thing that kills me is
0: I spent some time, because I wanted to get the truth out here, you know... <sighs>
1: Wait a minute! The truth matters now. Yeah, it does. No, I for important things. What I, matters is being able to discuss it afterwards. Racism, okay? Because so, that it makes for lively. I wanted, discussions. I wanted to hear the whole story. It makes for lively discussions after the lynchings, right? I mean, it you know. does.
0: I wanted to hear the whole story. So what I did is I, I I listened to the entire sermon that Reverend Wright had spoken, not just the clips that they pulled out out of context. Exactly. I also listened to the 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 sermon or the the speech that he made. At some um, some fundraising dinner after all of this stuff blew up, where he addressed the statements that he had made,
1: he did a, a, a Washington Press Club. That's saying, right. It was a press club. I saw thing. that. I watched that. Yeah, live I watched at, at the
0: work. entire thing of that. And I have to say, okay, he was making jokes. He was he was you know budding or he was uh, you know doing wink wink nudge nudge kind of thing, you know, referring to some of the the controversy and yeah he might not have the tact that that everyone in in and Washington clearly and the politically correct trying has to, have. to say
1: things that are controversial as well, well
0: right, because you know there are. Again, he might have some great motives, but he also knows that if he stirs up some controversy, it, it brings more attention to his his causes, whatever.
1: And imagine my surprise when he had the gall to say there's institutional racism in America against black people. I, I, I was shocked. I can't believe that's true. That's so not true. No, but what amazed me was
0: I watched this and I said, you know what? A lot of the things that he's saying are right. You know, people... Well, most people of what he
1: said was right if you look at it through... A real analysis. Well, know? if if you take it in
0: in with a grain of salt, and you also look at it as a realist, and, instead of you know what we want the world to be, what we want the United States to be, where oh no, there's no racism, there's well, you know, well it's there's no inequality, none of that stuff, you know, there's no separation, everyone's fine, we all live together. And every white person in America believes that, right? So what I'm looking at is he's saying the truth. People don't like to hear some of the truth, and then afterwards there was some analysis there were there were two people i think i watched it on msnbc there were two people from msnbc and they said basically the same thing you know he he made a lot of good points he he brought it home he clarified some of the stuff that he said and you know he he was talking in a down to earth kind of way and and we don't see anything wrong with what he just did but afterwards like a whole week afterwards Everyone was saying how awful the things that he was saying were, how ridiculous it was, and then it forced Obama to come out and have to denounce him again. I'm like this now, is ridiculous. Yeah, totally ridiculous.
1: I agree. And now I guess there's a second preacher that they're starting the quote of Obama's. There's there's another guy no, you know getting into the picture. This is
0: this is the goofy thing. It's it no longer has anything to do with the candidate themselves and what their positions are and what their record is. It has everything to do with Someone who they they worked in some committees with, who it's their opinion and and what their statements are. And because, you know, every person you associate with, you agree with everything they say, right? Well, I
1: mean, that woman, that woman who said, you know, I'm not going to vote for Obama because of Reverend Wright, you know, I just wanted to go up to her. And I I don't mean to make this inflammatory, but... Um, I just wanted to go up to her and use it a very extreme example and say, okay, so that, that, that Catholic priest in Boston who was convicted of child molestation, everybody in his congregation is a child molester because he exactly. was? I mean, that's just freaking stupid, and well, it drives me crazy And me being a Catholic,
0: angry. I would agree with that because that's some of the reaction that people have is, you, you've okay, there were a lot of priests and and. It's not just the Catholic faith that has this problem. It's the humanity that has this problem. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's a psychological problem. Okay, it's not a Catholic, it's not a religion okay, problem. Okay, so you take one diocese and you have several priests, let's say half a dozen of them, and suddenly the entire church has to be thrown out and ripped apart because of that. No. Well, I agree punish, with that. <laughs> punish the people who did something wrong. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, they were doing things that were against the church. And it's the same well, thing And with, against the law, by the way. And against the law. And and what what the thing is with Reverend Wright, he's saying some things in a way that might not be tactful for a politician. He's saying things that are absolutely fine for someone who's trying to get yeah. a, a moral point across. It's a
1: free country. We can say right. things that people don't like. Right. And, and I encourage people to say things that
0: people don't like. And the thing that's killing me about this next issue with with uh, someone that Obama's associated with at some point is there's a Catholic priest in Chicago who's come out and said some things that are somewhat controversial. What did he say?
1: The Cubs suck? I mean...
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think he said something Ferris like... Ferris Bueller?
1: Like, no good? <laughs> Abe Froman? Sausage King? Fascist?
0: <laughs> I honestly don't even know because I, I can't listen to this stuff anymore because it's it's ridiculous. But... Again, it's one of those things where he worked with Obama, and Obama helped with a fundraiser, and suddenly he's, he's following all of his tenets. Wait, right. I didn't yeah. know that Obama was a Catholic. <laughs> when did that happen? I didn't know that he was part of his parish. When did that happen? Jeez.
1: It, it, just, it drives me nuts. I and think
0: Obama was watching Good Morning America the other day. Charlie, Charlie uh,
1: Gibson. Gibson. It, it yeah. must be that, that Charlie Gibson is endorsing him, right? And, and he plays Gibson guitars. He does. And you know what? I've got a prediction. Hillary's going to get the uh, going to get the nod. She's not. I think she is. I, I think, think corporate so. America wants her to get it, and I think they're going to play games with the superdelegates, and she's going to get it because she's a little bit more corporate friendly than than Obama. And I mean, we'll see. But that's I'd why put money I think, on that. That's why I think they started introducing this second variable, the second guy, into the Obama equation because they want people to start having more doubts about him. I think corporate. I think corporate America because they own all the media outlets is going to influence this, and they're going to try to get Hillary the nod.
0: No, you know what? I think that that it's a foregone conclusion that Obama's going to get the nomination, but I, what I think is going to happen Okay, is...
1: Nostradamus, thanks so much.
0: <laughs> you just called me Nostradamus. I have never been called that before. Wow. Thank you.
1: No, what I think is going to happen Tosa is that there's going to be
0: some is... serious pressure, if there's not already, for her to become the VP.
1: Look, if it doesn't come down in the first um, vote and it has to go to the back room the smoky back room where all the old guys are smoking cigars it's going to be Hillary I, I think if it goes to the smoky back room then Hillary's going to come out
0: and she's going to be only, the only one standing she's going to kill everyone <laughs> she's, well, there's going be bodies
1: everywhere the smoky back room and she might have pull marks on her inner thighs I don't know but maybe she's going to strip her that. <laughs> ah, just making, I don't know
0: what that is you know what you said something about Hillary she must have endorsed you right or you endorsed her um, I don't like Hillary at all. I think that we should... I think that we should uh, broadcast this on uh, CNN. You're watching CNN. And then Hillary's going to have to drop out of the race because you said something that was somewhat sexist and you mentioned her name and therefore... Uh, yeah,
1: and since I'm very... My politics are very radical and yeah. she's was associated with me. She's, she's going to have, have to, to denounce out. you at the very yeah. least. Yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, that's it's just ridiculous. I believe that we should... Listen to what the candidates have to say. Look at their record. Imagine that. And and don't focus on you the people. You crazy that, man, you. And you got to be realistic that's, about this. That's crazy talk. Be realistic. How many people do you think that these politicians associate with? They go to thousands of fundraisers. They shake hands with people they don't even remember. They kiss
1: babies. Right. And, that baby grew up to be a criminal.
0: Yeah, and there was even an issue way back when when they're saying, "Oh yeah, Obama's associated with this guy who's a slumlord." They got pictures of him. Well, you know what? They got pictures of him with Bill
1: Clinton shaking his hand.
0: They go to these events and Speaking they line of up. They line up.
1: Well, slum something. They line he, up. He's done if he was ever seen with Billy Carter. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Drinking Billy beer, pissing on the Alamo. Remember that? <laughs> right. But,
0: they I mean, they go to these fundraisers and they line people up for the photo ops. They don't know who these people are. They don't care who they are. That's right. Jeez. Yeah, I'm done with it. Let's just, you know, get this election over with. Just finish this whole thing in Iraq. <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah, well. You done?
1: I'm done I, with I'm good. Let's break into another tune. This one uh, is more of that experimental jazz that we love so much.
0: yeah who was that that was evan tate evan tate with bernie's doom
1: (laughs) i never liked bernie so it's probably for the best bernie williams he has no response bernie you don't like any bernie yeah well that's my point yeah weekend at bernie's didn't like that bernie sanders i like bernie sanders senator from vermont i don't even know who that is socialist
0: bernie sanders
1: yeah Bernard. He used to be mayor of one of the big towns in Vermont and he used to say that his was the only city with a foreign policy. And then he worked his way up the ladder, became a, a congressman, and he ran for uh, the Senate in the last election and he won.
0: I don't remember that.
1: He is a radical. He we need more of him in politics. He's one of the good guys. He's radical? You mean he skateboards through the Congress and he Dude, that is so extreme. It's just rad. That is extreme.
0: He like does like the he throws the horns and goes rad, dude. John, you are so freaking extreme, man. You know what extreme podcasting is? That's us. That's us. We're like podcasting in the nude with like razors hanging from from the wires. You know,
1: lasers, 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 Everything. We've got
0: razors hanging from wires with lasers pointed at them, and there's a there's a tiger in a cage next door. That's right. And we're gonna be jumping over a canyon. We're gonna be jumping
1: sharks. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. water I think, think
0: we've absolutely jumped the shark at this point.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure we have. Uh, just very briefly, I want to talk about a film I saw a couple of weeks ago, and it's actually probably three weeks ago now that I saw this. Twelve. Because, because John had to go and do the ruin our, roller coaster. R- yeah. And we didn't get to tape a show last week, so I have no recollection of this film actually at Sunburn. this point. But this is a film called Married Life, and it proves that, once again, that Pierce Brosnan has life after Bond. He's got life after Remington Steele. Which was kind of like Bond, right? He wore a nice suit and he was this very charismatic, good-looking detective kind of guy, and th- that was just training to be Bond, right? Remington. Steel. Well, because of that show,
0: everyone pretty much you know anointed him the next Bond, and it took a long time, but they they did the Timothy Dalton
1: there. thing first, but then they finally got to Brosnan. But best Bond,
0: current was- Bond.
1: Yeah, he's good. Well, Connery was great. Connery you can't take anything away. From I don't know. Connery. I don't know. But that's not what I want to talk about. All right. I want to talk about Going life on. after Bond for Pierce Brosnan. We both loved The Matador, which that was, was a great. great film with Pierce Jumping Brosnan. in the
0: pool with boots.
1: And so this film, Married Life, it's an Ira Sachs film, 2008, uh, rated PG-13, 90 minutes. And it had a lot of our favorite uh, you know, actors that we see in a lot of the smaller productions, Patricia Clarkson, Chris Cooper... Uh, actually, it had an actress named Rachel McAdams that I wasn't familiar with. But Herder. this has been called um, what is it called? It's called romance noir. Romance noir. Yeah, There's no mystery. And it, it, it just walks a fine. Is it black line. and white? Uh, no, but it was shot four to three aspect ratio, like a lot of the films in the '40s would have been. And this Campy is noir. Film- this Without black film, and white. This is a film set in 49, and I guarantee you they thought about shooting it in black and white, but the, what they decided was shooting it at the 4 to 3, like sort of TV aspect ratio, like all those great black and white films. High
0: contrast, at least.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, okay, so what's going on in this film? Chris Cooper plays kind of a, an executive who has an office in Manhattan. He's, he's a little bit humdrum, and his wife's a little bit humdrum, to quote Mork. Ah, uh, Mork and, um, and uh, The first uh, the Happy Days episode where we met Mork. Jonathan Winter. No, he had nothing to do with that till later. And Chris Cooper's character is just, he's just, he's longing for more excitement in his life. And he had met the other woman, this blonde woman, and I don't quite know what her name is. I'm sure it's in here somewhere. So he's kind of walking that fine line of having an affair and kind of maintaining his personal life at the same time. Because he's afraid he's going to disappoint his wife if he... You know, tells her, look, I want a divorce or whatever. Because in 1949, that just didn't happen, you know. I mean, it's not like today where people just get married to get divorced, you know, because it's fun. It's the plan. Yeah, that that's that's the plan. To make the money. Exactly. Pierce Brosnan plays Chris Cooper's best friend, a guy named Richard, actually. You know, not unlike me. Good-looking, handsome, tall guy, you know, capable of being a super agent. You know, those kinds of things. Kind of like the uh, next-door neighbor. Wacky neighbor, like Larry Dallas. That's right, yeah. And Always and- having parties. Pierce Brosnan's character takes a shine to Chris Cooper's mistress. So his goal becomes... Nailing the mistress, as it were, you know? So he tries manipulating... Oh, what the a circ- tangled web. Yeah, it, this movie is... That, that phrase was built just for this movie. So Pierce Brosnan's character spends his time manipulating the circumstances so that he can ultimately have Chris Cooper's mistress. But he, since Chris Cooper is his best friend in the film, he doesn't want Chris Cooper to have nothing, so he tries to manipulate the circumstances with Chris's current wife to keep their marriage together. This way everybody lives happily ever after everybody in the end. he wins. Except... While this is going on, Chris Cooper is trying to eliminate his wife. There's talk of poison, all kinds of stuff. Was it black and white? No, it wasn't wasn't black and white, but it was shot four to three. To give it that 1949 feel. And I got to tell you, I, I thought the story was believable. I believe that this happens in middle America every day. Not maybe the poisoning so much, but, you know, people... The manipulation. Definitely. The manipulation. Those kinds of things happen every day. And the script was strong. And the characters were believable. And uh, I thought it was really good. Again, another great... I mean, Chris Cooper, we've seen in so many things. He was in um, October Sky, which is one of my favorite films of all time. And he shows up in these... You wouldn't... He's he's a little known actor. He is, but I mean, he's been in so many. Well, he he's is. Been, he's been in a ton of things, but nobody really knows who he is. He won the Fargan Oscar. <laughs> Chris Cooper won an Oscar.
0: You didn't know that. He's got an Oscar for what? I think adaptation was what he won for. Really? Either that? Yeah, I think it was adaptation, or uh, he was also in that horse race movie. What was the?
1: I can't remember the name of it. I don't think Chris Cooper has an Oscar, dude, for anything. Oh, I'd put money on that. Well, we'll check that after the show. But, I mean, he's been in, you know, again, he's been in a lot of minor roles. He hasn't had any huge breakout films. What was the film with Kevin Spacey um, that won the Oscar like five years ago where he was Kevin Spacey's neighbor? He played the Marine dude. Oh, that's right. That was... um... Right, yeah. American Beauty. American Beauty. He was in that... But again, I don't think he's had the huge breakout role that that puts him in everybody's mind, you know? like He's been in a ton of things. He has been in a ton of things, but they, they tend to be smaller productions, And but I, I think Seabiscuit. he's great. Yeah, see, That's the one. He I, was in I, Seabiscuit. We gotta look that up. I know he was in that, but anyway, he plays this kind of mild-mannered Clark Kentish kind of guy, so I mean, it's almost galling to think that he wants more excitement in his life when he's one of the most boring humans I've ever seen on film, but he does such a great job, and what I loved, uh, another thing I loved about this film was I love everything 1940s I love 1940s fashions and it's really funny because his dining room set in the film is very much like something I'm looking at at a secondhand <laughs> oh, store really? yeah it's identical it's unbelievable you know but anyway I really like this film again uh, married life so uh, if you get an opportunity uh, put it in your blockbuster queue or uh, all that good stuff It is and, in. Uh, it will be put in my queue you should check it out so what do we got I got anything else I got nothing well what are we waiting for here waiting the- for the spinning ball to finish spinning. <laughs> Again, with this slow network you've got. Oh, my. <laughs> it wasn't a network. It was a little uh, brain it's, fart. It's the Mac. It's the fact that it's a Mac. Oh, that's got to be it. That's right. Anyway, this is Rich Wilgus. And John Tallarico. You've been listening to another delayed yet here we are episode of Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. Hey, I'm Giuseppe Franco. <laughs> and check us out on the web, www.bloodyveg.com. Check out our forum, because I have single-handedly stopped all of the bots from bombing us with a couple of couple of asterisks. And since you've stopped all the bots, we have no posts. We didn't have posts anyway, so check us out. Mean? Check out our forum, www.bloodyveg.com slash forum. Send us feedback. Feedback at bloodyveg.com. Imagine that. And remember, you've been listening to the VIB.